Good morning, everyone. This is Genevia. And this is Jennifer. Good morning. And you are tuned in to Soap Talk, where candid conversations cleanse the mind, heal the heart, and encourage the spirit. If you are tuning into our YouTube channel, please click the like and subscribe button below so you can get push notifications every time we post our new episodes every Monday morning so you can get your fresh dose, weekly dose of uh, Soap Talk. So I want to first thank everyone out there for tuning in for episode number seven. Uh, uh, This is actually the last part of our submission series, and we will be talking about servants obeying your masters. So, but if you tuned in last week, we pray that the conclusion of our discussion with our oldest children, Avion and Aaron, uh, on the S words, submission, uh, bless you and your children. We hope that you can take some nuggets from uh, what we said, what the kids said, mm-hmm. and apply it to your lives and, uh, and strengthen your bond with your children and that the children could take it to and apply it to their lives. So Absolutely. with that being said, we start every episode with what we call our feeling. And as always, we do have a personal homework assignment from last week. So fill us in this morning. Jennifer, how's it going? Good morning. You know, this morning is a little tough. Um, I'm very, very tired. I went to bed really, really late, <laughs> but I'm here. So thank, thank God for that. Um, I really want to say that I enjoyed the conversation um, with, the, with the children uh, last episode, the one pre- prior to that. You know, um, it really opened up a dialogue between Aaron and I to, you know, go deeper into obedience and submission to your parents and the way a household should be conducted. And, you know, I'm just thankful that Aaron is uh, so open-minded, mature. Um, Of course, he's not perfect. He falls short, too. But at the end of the day, he's trying. And and I thank God for that. Um, So, yeah, that was that was awesome. Uh, as for uh, and me, what I've been doing so far, you know, the weather out here, the air quality has cleared up uh, tremendously. Yeah. And I'm so thankful because um, when your air quality is bad, see, I have the tendency to take things for granted at times. So you just, you know, wake up assuming that the air quality is going to be good and mm-hmm. because of all the fires and the winds, it pushed all the smoke into the area. So we couldn't go outside really. Like we can only go for you know, um, you know, to run errands or things that were were important or necessity. But now that the air quality has cleared up, we've been able to take walks and go by the water. We let uh, Gabriel go play the other day by the water, and it was it was it was so nice and so refreshing. And it is so much for my spirit. It really uplifted me. I mean, I was just so thankful for God's creation um, and being able to breathe clean air. Um, yeah, but, you know, I've just been in a lot of um, deep reflection, especially since starting these podcasts, just really reflecting deeply on my walk with Christ and, you know, just really wanting to uh, obey him, you know, and obey the word and, um just really striving for that, you know, and, uh, you know, the Lord has been putting on my heart, like repentance, you know, repent, 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 repent of your way, trust in me, repent of your own way, um, obey my word, you know, um, and, you know, this is, this is not an easy thing to do, but the Holy Spirit empowers us to be able to be obedient, excuse me, to God's word. And I had this scripture up um, from, from Matthew 4.17, and it just, it says, uh, uh, 
from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And I'm just like, Jennifer, there's nothing more important in this world than your soul salvation and where you will spend eternity. And God loves us so much. So he's given us that blueprint. And I just, you know, I just pray, you know, that the Lord just have mercy on me and just allow me through his spirit to be obedient so that I can spend the rest of my eternity with him, um, you know, with this podcast. And I don't want to be too lengthy, but with this podcast, you know, you do this studying and the word convicts you, especially if you haven't been obedient or you may not have known and you, you learned something through the word. But I'm just like, Lord, you know, your, our words are so powerful. So I am determined um, to speak God's truth, um, no matter, you know, what the consequences are for that, for, for doing that. Because I know that when you're telling the truth, a lot of times there could be negative consequences for that. And I just pray for courage, you know, that I continue to speak God's truth, um, because I understand that that's really um, what matters in, in, you know, in my life. Not that other things don't matter, but the most important is my relationship with, with Christ. So there's my, my feeling. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Sis. And I, I'm really thankful. I know I was on the phone with you and <clears throat> she had showed me, she had called me early one morning and uh, she had video chatted me and it, that she showed me the sky. The sky was just so eerie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like this reddish orange hue to it. It looked like a, a an apocalyptic movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was um, telling her, I said, I'm so thankful that they're able to get out and drive. And because that, mm-hmm. that's a, a very essential part of life, being able to get outside and get some sunshine, and, you know, breathe some fresh air. You know, you start getting cabin fever after so long. And so I'm just thankful that you guys got an opportunity to enjoy the simple things in life, you know, Amen. not taking for granted that you can just walk outside and be like, well, I'll get some fresh air today. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, um, so my, um, my homework, well, the homework was from, uh, from last week with the kids and mm-hmm. um, I'm very, very thankful for Aviana. She is uh, such a wonderful young lady. She's a very obedient child. I don't have to do much with her. I don't have to worry about her. So I'm, I'm thankful that God blessed me to have her. And even though she's still growing and Amen. she has um, a place to improve, she is so much better than I am. And I'm so thankful that God has placed this type of spirit that she has in her. And prayerfully, it'll, you know, she'll uh, influence others by her actions and, and, and win souls and bring them to Christ. So that's, that's I'm praying for that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my husband's home. For a Yay! Even though he's not here, I'd have had him make a guest appearance, but <laughs> but he's he he's actually home for a couple of days. But we've been hanging out and enjoying his company. And um, the mm-hmm. storm came this week, and it rained and rained and rained some more. So it's been raining for like four days. <laughs> So whenever we have a little pop of sun, the whole neighborhood is out and they're just, oh, yeah. out, you know, so, um, but we, we could tell the seasons are changing and that's a good thing. You know, change is good. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the cooler, crisp weather and I'm looking forward to being able to wear sweaters and, you know, turtlenecks and go out mm-hmm. and do all the pumpkin patch stuff, all the fall activities that we like to take the kids to. So, um, but, uh, 
my area of improvement, um, I had a hard week last week. It was very draining. It was very overwhelming. I just had a lot of things going on back to back to back to back to back. And I was definitely, by Friday, I was out of there. Um, but while I was resting Saturday, I got kind of low. And um, I really had to ask God to give me strength and snap out of it. And, you know, hey, this is uh, it's just because I'm tired. You know, yeah. normally if I wasn't, I wouldn't feel this way. So I, I really had to ask God to give me strength. And he did. And we were able to uh, attend our first in-person worship service on Sunday. So oh, amen. So, um, so we, we enjoyed ourselves being around our fellow brothers and sisters at church and um and, you know, just, just being in attendance, you know, that it was, it was a, a beautiful thing. So mm. I am very, very thankful for that. And perfectly this week, it's, it's, it started out better. So hopefully it'll finish as well as it started. So um, that's, Amen. that's the end of my feeling. So I guess uh, we can go into our scriptural guidance. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start and get into the topic. So for our first uh, scriptural guidance, uh, it's going to come from it's going to come from Ephesians chapter six, verses five through nine, and it reads, "Bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord." and not to men, knowing that whatever in good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. And you, masters, do the same things to them, giving up, threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality with him. Thank you for that scripture reading, sis. I'm going to go ahead and into my reflections on uh, that scripture. So um, here, uh, Paul is telling us, you know, how we should serve our masters. And in today's um, age or today's society, that would be comparable to uh, an employer. Um, he's given us the godly blueprint on how to conduct ourselves um, as servants um, to our employer and to serve as, and to think about it as serving the Lord directly. Um, this is not for, for show. Um, accolades or praise or look at me and what I can do this is, or as a people pleaser um, but from a genuine uh, love of God coming from the heart um, because uh, the Lord uh, is the rewarder of our uh, the good things that we do he also uh, lays out um, also how the master should conduct themselves and um, like the scripture says not with not threatening or with threatening and harsh mannerisms, um, showing no partiality and exhibiting fair treatment across the board uh, because God is not partial. So, you know, that pretty much wraps up my reflection on the, on the scripture in and of itself. I'm, I'm going to go into more detail um, later on, but yeah, that's what I got from it. How about you, sis? Well, um, I was doing a little research about the background and I know that these verses were serving as a guideline for the actual time the book was written. There was still slavery going on. And, um, but even though they, the new covenant does not condone slavery, it is that there were places 
they were used in places where it still existed. Um, so that, let's, let's get that straight first because people see it and they say slaves and masters and, and, and you know, I just want to clear that up. The Bible does not condone slavery. It's just that's what it was at the particular time. So, um, but also Paul's claim that masters and servants were equal would have shocked majority of the, the people at that time. You know, it would just have completely fallen on deaf ears because that's where the Roman law was. So where the Roman law discriminated between master and slave, our heavenly law does not. And also um, Paul's, Paul's words provided groundwork for a new sense of brotherhood where all races were equal. And so just like the gospel, that was something everybody would have to get used to. So this was a brand new concept of, of the master and the servant being equal. That's what I got out of that. Perfect. Well, thank you for your, for your um, reflection, sis. And okay, so that leads us to the, the meat of the conversation and to elaborate more on our reflection. So I'll go ahead and, and start, sis, if, if you don't mind, with uh, right. some of the points. <laughs> We're going to interweave them. There we go. There we go. Um, so, you know, this really hit home for me because, um, I, I, you know, I wish that when I uh, worked outside of the home, uh, I had these guidelines in front of me. At that point, um, I was not a baptized believer. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of just went with whatever felt good. I've always been a pretty hard worker, you know, um, and that, that kind of lends to my perfectionism. So I, I, I really am detail-oriented in whatever assignment I take on. However, um, when he talks about serving uh, your, your master or employer, um, you are to serve them as if you're serving Christ directly. And um, in 1 Corinthians 10.31, it states, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. So everything that you're doing, whether it be at work, at home, wherever, it should be doing, you should be doing it to the glory of God, to glorify God. Mm -hmm. um, this should actually change the way we view our jobs, um, and especially when we want to fall into the mindset of the job being mundane or monotonous mm -hmm. or worth nothing more <laughs> than a paycheck. Um, when, or when we feel our boss has assigned us to do the grunt work, which I understand <laughs> that um, can be very difficult um, and discouraging, um, but we must remember uh, the scripture, Matthew 5, 21, which states, um, his, uh, his Lord said unto them, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. And I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And so uh, we have to remember that. Uh, if we do well with the small things or what we might consider the, the menial jobs or the, the things that people overlook, um, the Lord will reward your, reward your diligence. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, I just I just really had to uh, sit with that for a second because I know too as being like a homemaker, you know um, I don't necessarily have an, an employer, <laughs> but you I guess my I'm employed by my my family. Excuse my dog in the background. <laughs> hey, dude. He, he is a he, he said he, I want to be in a stream. <laughs> I want to be seen. He does. He does. Um, you know it just sometimes it can feel a little monotonous and 
repetitive and it can feel like, you know, sweeping up the messes or mopping the floors or constantly picking up after uh, people that they don't really pay attention to that. But I have to remember that I'm not here. (laughs) Right. I'm not here to serve, you know, uh, necessarily um, a particular person. I'm I'm doing it because I want to glorify God. You know, um, I want to uh, make my home a represent a representation um, of the Lord. I want people to feel joy when they come to my home. I want them to feel comfortable when they come into my home. And so I have to think about what I do, like I said before, as serving Christ directly and not necessarily like why is there another mess on the floor? I just cleaned this up, you know? And um, yeah, so, so that's where kind of my thoughts were with that. Um, yeah. And I, I agree. Uh, it's, 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 um, it can be daunting um, mm-hmm. to, to take on a project or something at home or that doesn't necessarily give you um, the, the, the rep- reciprocity that you, us in our mind, our human minds mm-hmm. want us to have. So I think, I believe when you're doing a a job that gives you no pay, um, but it actually enriches you in other ways. I think that to me, that's one of the best jobs that you could be fulfilled because your treasures are not being laid or here on this earth. They're, they're being laid up in heaven. And um, um, I, I know that a lot of times I've done a few projects and I've been guilty of saying, well, you know, I didn't get any help or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I didn't do this. I, you know, I'm this and I'm that. And instead of changing my mind frame to say, you know what, I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm doing mm-hmm. this because, you know, Christ wants me to do this. And no matter mm-hmm. if I'm the only one standing here, and I, no matter if I'm the only one that, that that's taking part in what's going on, that's who's supposed to be there. God mm-hmm. is going to have those people that need to be there when they need to be there. If it's for you know, for a long time, or if it's just for a season, and that honestly, um, you know, that's his. It, that, that's what he wants to do. So, I, I know a lot of times the motive for service should be love, even mm-hmm. under slavery mm-hmm. uh, times, and that's that can be very controversial because uh, of the culture that we have lived in, you know, or the past that we've had from the United States of America, and. Um, but the the motive for service should be love, not love, not earthly love for your earthly master, but love for your heavenly master. And um, you know, it it gives us specific instructions on actually how to do that. And I know in the workplace, they call it insubordination. If you talk back or you you know do do anything that's contrary to what's being said. And I know in Titus two nine and ten. It does give us specific instructions on as to what to do. You know, we should be pleasing in all things, not answering back, not stealing. (laughs) And so in the reason to they're asking you to do that is so that God's will will overcome in all ways, because as Christians, we are saved by faith and Mm -hmm. we will be we will be judged according to our good or bad deeds. But this judgment doesn't it determines the rewards. It doesn't determine our eternal destination because we are saved by faith. So what you do in and out, whether it be some, somebody that, you, that watches you or, you know, somebody that cannot see what you're doing, you will be judged with your good and bad deeds. Mm-hmm. And that, that says so in a word. So, <clears throat> um, I, I'm sorry, sister. No, you know, we're talking about uh, submission and obedience. So that, that, that definitely is um, a big part of it. 
and that's kind of where I was um, alluding to too earlier when it was um, not doing it for show, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, God sees what you, he knows what you're doing for, you know, recognition versus I'm doing this out of the love I have for God. Um, and, you know, it talks about a lot about what you do behind closed doors, you know, in, in your everyday life and your everyday choices and, and mm-hmm. everything like that. So um, that's, that's kind of where, like I said, as a homemaker, you know, it can become very repetitive, but you have to understand that this is what helps your house function. And ultimately you're doing it for the Lord, for mm-hmm. the love of God. And your family is blessed by that. Amen. Um, and fine. then, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to piggyback on that. I, when I was doing my studies, I had two different um, scriptures that give great examples of that because God knows all and he sees all. So you can't take anything away from him or deceive him. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. He knows mm-hmm. exactly where your true devotion lies, whether it, like you said, is for you to be seen or if your intentions are pure of heart. And that's the key. God wants to see where your heart is. Where are mm-hmm. your intentions? Where do your, uh, where does your heart and your mind lie when it comes to this? So I know in first Chronicles, this, I have two examples. I have an Old Testament example and I have a New Testament example. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in first Chronicles 29, 17, it says, I know also, my God, that that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me, in the uprightness of my heart, I have willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly to you. So in, in that verse, he's pretty much just saying we're being tested. And not only are we being tested by our deeds, we're being tested by our heart. So we've got to put, we got to line those together. We can't have a, a, a evil heart and then pour out good deeds. That's, that's, it just, that contradicts itself. So we've got to learn how to align our heart with what we're doing. And that New Testament example was found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 18. And it says, servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. So I know there's cruel people out there that do have evil hearts and who who want to go in and have this behavior of well you're my subordinate or you're you know you're my slave or I do as you know you do what I tell you to do and and they're very cruel to people and in those situations it can be very hard to um even listen or 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 submit to Mm -hmm. them to that will but we also have to remember that Christ suffered on the cross for the sins of the world and um, he did nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So if we have to suffer for good, that's just going to lay up our treasures even more in heaven because we're doing it be, for the favor of God, not for the favor of men. Amen. Actually, that that's a perfect segue to my next two points um, where I was <laughs> listed, you know, to do it with sincerity of heart when you're serving, um, mm-hmm. to be zealous about doing well. Um, and accomplishing the task at hand uh, with thoroughness and precision, you know, not to be lazy and careless at your job, you know, or come with a mindset of I'm going to milk this job or I'm going to milk the system. You know, mm-hmm. that is completely ungodly. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't, this type, that type of attitude doesn't please the Lord. Um, you know, out of uh, fear and reverence and love of the Lord, um, that should deter, deter us from that type of uh, thinking. And, and I understand that that has been a temptation and some yeah. of us may have fallen into that, that, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put my all into this. They don't appreciate me, but remember that we're doing it unto the Lord and not 
particularly for that person. And I know it can be very hard when you're in that, um, like an oppressive type situation, especially if you have like a boss or a supervisor that's, um, what we would consider to be mean or uh, careless or uh, disrespectful, uncaring, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it really is very difficult, but it can be done by way of the Holy Spirit. Um, okay. The Holy Spirit will empower you to be able to serve the Lord and to serve your employer the way God wants you to do it. And an attitude of defiance and resistance is, is not of the Lord. It should be eliminated if one exists. Mm-hmm. And, um, my encouragement um, to anyone in that situation is to pray and remain steadfast uh, through patient obedience. And uh, the Lord will uh, make a way or take care of whatever situation you, you, you are in. And I've seen it done. I've seen it done. I've seen it done. I've, I've watched how the Lord worked, especially in a particular situation with my husband and uh, a previous employer. And um, they, they made it really, really hard for him to go to worship service. And the Lord took care of the, the entire situation. He was allowed to go, eventually allowed to go to worship service, which he did. And um, I was, I, I kind of, took a step back and I said, wow, you know, God came in there and it was through my, my husband's patient obedience and he struggled because he was upset about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but God really took care of it because, um, vengeance is of the Lord, you Amen. know? And, and, and honestly, the Lord, um, wants all of us to repent and turn. So mm-hmm. even your employer, <laughs> you know, the one that you, you can't oh, see yeah. how, you know, God would allow, he, he wants them to turn from their wicked ways. So please leave that part up to God and just obey what he is telling us to do. And like I said, I understand that it's difficult, but God has given us his Holy Spirit and, and, and to make it possible for us to do it. So, and that's like, us not leaning into our flesh. And so, which is, which is very possible and it has taken place, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you may you may seldom hear thank you or good job or you may never hear it um but keep in mind uh, verse eight knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth the same shall he receive of the lord whether he be bond or free so um once again the lord will reward your good works and um you know following these excuse me these uh guidelines um, will allow your light to also shine in the workplace uh, mm-hmm. where you will stand out like, how is she getting through this with such a, you know, great attitude or what, where does her joy come from? Doesn't she know yeah. we work for so-and-so or, yes. and, um, you know, prayerfully your obedience and your light shining will influence the people around you, your coworkers and prayerfully your supervisor. If you know, the relationship is a little rocky, um, mm-hmm. So I, I just, I don't know if you have any thoughts you want to, um, you know, share sis, yeah, about those, um, those points. The, you know, the person of faith, because I'm going to go back to some of the verses I did in my studying. But in Romans chapter two, it talks about righteous judgment, God's righteous judgment. And it talks about the person of faith that's seeking to do uh, good for glory, mm-hmm. honor and immortality demonstrates that his heart is truly regenerate and thus assured eternal life. Um, the one that does the opposite is unrighteous. Um, so we're working here on this earth to gain that heavenly um, crown and the things that we do and how we treat people and the relationships that we have and the, the attitude and the, um, the, the mindset and the way our heart is, all that comes into play when, it, when we go into the workplace. 
or even when we're in the employer, you know, we have our own business. And even though we don't have any um, employees at this moment, in the future, Lord willing, we'll be able to do that. And we've got to treat our employees not as subordinates, but we have to treat them um, as human beings. They have families, they have lives, you know, they have mm-hmm. souls, they have hearts. So mm-hmm. we can't treat them in a manner which is uh, just only good for us, where it's mm-hmm. one-sided. We mm-hmm. have to make sure that we are doing um, the will of God, number one. Amen. And number two, just just having a good heart and caring about that person because they're a soul. And um, they they may not know Christ. And like you, like you said, um, uh, when we when we exude that light or we're in the middle of a storm and we handle it with so much grace, people mm-hmm. do pay attention mm-hmm. to that. And it, this goes to one of my points where um, under the Old Testament law, and that's this this passage where I found it's going to be in Isaiah 52 and 5. Uh, the Jewish sin resulted in God's name being dishonored to pagans because um, he, God seemed powerless to them in their eyes because he did not re, uh, protect his people. So God made a new covenant by sending his only son. He died on the cross for all the sins of mankind. And now, uh, you know, with this, with this new covenant, he's coming back and we're saved by faith. But we have to have a repenting heart. We have to have godly sorrow where it talks about in 2 Corinthians 7, 8 through 16, it talks about godly sorrow and repentance. Mm-hmm. That's being, le- it leads to salvation and it's not to be regretted. So we, if we were made to be sorry in a godly manner, um, we won't be harmed in any type of way. But if we go in and we just, just like the word talks about doing it to save face, then that, that, that's a problem. Uh, that's not going to be rewarded at all because... Uh, you're just doing it to make yourself look good, to glorify your own self versus glorifying God. Everything that we do should be a glorification of God. Mm-hmm. And um, we have to humble ourselves. We have to deny ourselves and renew ourselves daily and take mm-hmm. up his cross and follow him. Um, that way we can have a repentant heart. We can change our old, take our old self off and put our new self on. That way we can have what I call it, like a heart transplant that, you know, we just have to have a different heart when it comes to different things. So 